You are entering a realm of imagination where dreams are told between the lines of the universe. This is the Midnight Tale Podcast. I am your host, Celeste, your guide through this dreamscape. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Midnight Tale Podcast. It's that time of year again. It's finally December, and the holidays are going to end with a big bang with Christmas, which is definitely around the corner. For this month, I wanted to change the pace a little bit because while I love true crime, horror, and just the weird and paranormal, I also have a soft spot for sentimental and just happy, sappy stories. So the rest of December, we're going to have some Christmas stories. I hope they warm your heart up. We definitely all deserve to feel close to each other or just have that peace during the end of the year where we can just really reconnect with ourselves or our loved ones. So I hope you all join me in listening to the upcoming stories. Today's story is about how I combat the loneliness I feel in the new city that I moved to. Moving and restarting a life in a new city is very difficult, especially if you have to leave behind all of your family and friends in another state that is far away. The worst part is that everyone is drifting away from me and it's the holiday season where I want to feel the closest to the people I love. Listen along as I try to connect with new people and navigate a new city. I sat on the couch scrolling through my phone. I looked through countless videos from my subscriptions, but none of them interested me. I kept looking through the list for another minute before I stopped. I was done endlessly scrolling. I knew that I didn't really want to watch another video by myself. I let out a small sigh and I could feel my face turning into a frown. I already knew the answer, but I had to check. I looked at my texts and DMs if anybody had messaged me or texted me, but I had nothing recent. I saw that several of my friends hadn't responded to my text. For some of them, it had been a few hours since they last texted, but for quite a few, it had been several days since they had last messaged me. I rubbed my eyes hard and patted my forehead with my fist. I was so frustrated with my friend's lack of communication. I knew a couple of them were bad texters, so I easily forgave them when it took them up to a week to respond. However, the rest I knew were pretty quick at responding and normally would have texted back at this point. Especially Emily, my best friend, who was a quick texter. I had texted her if she was free to FaceTime over the phone since I missed her. I had sent the text over my lunch break, but she still hadn't responded. When I had first moved to Jacksonville, everybody texted me, checked up on me that first month, but slowly as the months went on, they started texting me less and less until almost all communication had stopped. And I rarely had a text pop up on my phone from them during the week. I got more notifications from work and my workout app than I did from my own friends. I tried not to think about it and I looked through a few emails. I switched over to another app to look at my friend's stories and recent pictures they had posted. I looked through some of the pictures. There were the usual pictures of food, dogs, babies, and people's faces tired of work. I got to a picture of a group of my friends at a bar drinking and eating together. I looked at the tag and realized it was the old hangout spot back in Nebraska. In the middle of the group was Emily. My heart immediately stung and I felt so left out. 
this is why none of them had responded. They were all out having fun together. I sighed and put my arm over my eyes. I clenched my hand hard as I tried to hold back the loneliness. It felt like a betrayal and I tried to squash down the feelings because it was me that had gone and moved. They were doing the same things that they had always done. I let out a groan and realized that the time difference, maybe they were trying to be considerate and not bother me at work. They always thought there was a big time difference when really it was only about an hour. I sighed and quickly scrolled past the pictures, not wanting to see the fun that I was missing out. Instead, I looked for Emily's profile. I looked for her name and my followers. I scrolled through the bottom of Emily's page and I looked at the dozens of pictures of us and her group of friends. We had all known each other since elementary and middle school. A small smile creeped out over my face. I needed that reminder to myself about the good times we had had. I rolled over to my side and looked at the countless boxes I had yet to unpack. Thankfully, most of them were small, but I had quite a few big ones still left. I had just moved to Jacksonville about five months ago. I still had not finished unpacking. I was really procrastinating on it. The only boxes I had really opened up were the ones for my clothes, shoes, and kitchen stuff. Everything else like my books, pictures, paintings, and jewelry, and general crap were all just shoved inside, and the tower of boxes was a little intimidating. It was a Friday night, and I had the rest of the weekend off. But there was nothing I had planned to do except just sit in my apartment and supposedly finally unpack. But as I stared at the boxes thinking of all the memories that I would release, my whole past life and the other town that I had lived in. But it just opened up a whole new round of loneliness thinking about what I could have been doing instead tonight and who I could be with. I definitely didn't want to deal with that today. I got up from the couch and started rummaging around in my luggage and in the clothing box to see if I could find a jacket. It was a little chilly outside, but nothing that a light windbreaker wouldn't fix. As I looked for a nice outfit to throw on, I just wanted to get out. I wanted to just spend some time outside, away from my empty apartment. I thought for a minute about where I wanted to go. It was already a little late because I had spent most of the evening just lounging around in my pajamas on my phone. I checked the time and it was already nine o'clock. I could go to the movies, but it wasn't really any different than me sitting at home watching one. I really didn't want to go to a club by myself, especially in a brand new city where I didn't know any of the good spots or the general vibe of the area. I racked my brain thinking of things that I could possibly do but I had no idea of any of the events or places that I could go to late at night. I just wanted to be out and about. I wasn't tired or hungry, and I really didn't want to spend the next half hour looking through online reviews and top 10 lists of things to do in Jacksonville. My body was itching to leave my apartment and just to go anywhere outside the four walls. I really hadn't ventured far beyond them. As I looked around the room, searching still for a nice jacket, my eyes landed on the small potted succulent that one of my coworkers had gifted me when I had first joined the company. It was a nice little plant in a cute pot. I thought back to the garden that was back at my parents' house, the one that me and my mom had tended to all of those years. When I had moved away, I couldn't take any of the plants that we had planted together. 
because I didn't really have any outdoor space for myself except a small balcony. I didn't really want to start being one of those crazy plant ladies whose entire balcony was a jungle full of plants. Right now, I had a nice set of chairs and a table that I lounged around outside. When the sun was at the right angle, I had a nice sun bath. In Jacksonville, it was most of the time, as the weather was usually very mild and nice, which I enjoyed. As I stared at the little succulent by itself, sitting on my counter, I realized where I wanted to go. I found my jacket and quickly headed out the door to the nearest garden center. I headed over to one of the few that were still left open this late at night, which was attached to a home improvement store. As I walked through the aisles of the store, I smelled the sawdust and the woody smell from the lumber side of the store. I wandered through the aisles looking at everything just to occupy my time and also to see if there was anything that I would like to take and use for a nice upgrade in my apartment. The store was surprisingly busy for what time it was at night. There were quite a few people mingling around, wandering the aisles as well, looking at the different tools and items the store offered. The store even had Christmas decorations and tons of different, huge blow-up lawn decorations. I wandered over and looked at the Christmas lights. There were tons of string lights with different colors, shapes, and sizes. I enjoyed looking at the small displays that they had scattered around the store with different characters in Christmas outfits. I always enjoyed Christmas time with all the different decorations and the beautiful displays that they would have. Back at home, me and my family would always decorate the house with a couple strings of light outside with one or two lawn ornaments. Back at home, me and my family always decorated the house with a couple strings of light outside with one or two large lawn ornaments. The interior of the house was simply decorated with tons of strings of garland, different wreaths, and of course a heavily decorated Christmas tree with tons of antique and handmade Christmas ornaments. I always enjoyed going around during this time of year looking at all of the different houses and the spectacular displays that they would create. I knew that there was a ton of time and effort that they put into it obviously, but I definitely didn't have the fortitude to go through all of that effort to just have to tear down an elaborate display. Most holidays, I would spend it with my friends as we would just hang out at each other's homes, playing games, talking, eating, and drinking way too much. We were always just having fun and those were the best parts. Those fun, laid back times, spending hours together in each other's company were the memories that I cherished the most. I started getting overwhelmed with feelings of loneliness and I turned away from the Christmas decorations and headed towards the garden center. My cart rattled over all the debris in the halls of the store and the swish of the automatic doors opening let out a small blast of cold air. The garden center was fairly large, almost the size of the entire building right next to it. There were aisles of poinsettias, small Christmas trees, and other common winter plants that you would see. I wandered through each and every aisle looking at all of the plants. I wasn't sure exactly what I was looking for, just trying to see what was there and whatever caught my eye. Many of the plants that I saw were outdoor plants that I knew needed the sun and extra space and soil that only a yard could offer, so it wasn't really going to fit in my tiny apartment. 
Although, I guess I could start my transformation early and turn into that full-blown plant-obsessed woman that only had her plants for friends to talk to. I walked towards the indoor plant section of the garden center, which was slightly inside the store. There were many different types of plants, some with large, wide, droopy leaves, tons of orchids and spider plants with their small, skinny leaves. Of course, there was all the classic kind of boring plants that I had seen hundreds if not thousands of times occupying a small, dusty corner of a living room. As I circled around the indoor plant table, I saw one small plant hidden in the corner of the table. It was covered by the leaves of the other plants it was next to. It was the only one left. I gently pulled it out from between the pots and leaves of the other plants. It was a small cactus. It had no spikes or thorns on it, but it had a very unusually flat and slightly droopy thick leaves. If you could really call them that. The leaves had a unique shape that had a fairly flat bottom with curved sides then small points at the top, right besides the connections to the next leaf on top of it. Each leaf was part of a segment that was stacked on top of each other to create the length of the plant. At the very end of each stem, at the very last leaf, there was a small red flower bud. There were about 10 or 12 stems, and at the end of each one, there was a red flower bud which was closed. I looked at the tag which was in the soil, and it read that it was a Christmas cactus, and it showed a picture of the plant in full bloom. It showed that the flowers were beautiful red long flowers with delicate tiered petals that swooped in graceful curves. In the middle were long delicate stamens. At the end were the tiniest little puffs of pollen which gave it a very tropical feel despite it being on an obvious cactus. I looked at all of the closed flower buds and imagined how beautiful it would look once they were fully open. I placed it gently into my cart and wheeled it towards the front, towards the cashiers. As I approached the cashiers, I noticed that there were only three open. The first one had a short line, but the manager and a young guy, who was probably a teenager still in high school, were dealing with some sort of issue with a customer. I probably would have skipped the line anyway, because I saw that there was a girl my age tending the register in the aisle right next to him. I wanted to go up to talk to her just to see if maybe I could strike up a conversation and ask her about good places to go around the city, to meet people, or cool things to do. Her line was a bit longer, but I scooted in place to wait my turn. As I waited in line, I looked over at the cashier towards the end of the register line. She was an older woman, probably in her 60s. Her hair was short, but combed neatly into soft curls around her head. I noticed her nails were done. The nails were not very long, but she had a very nice French manicure. I noticed on her apron she had on several pins that were very festive. One of her pins said Certified Plant Whisperer. She looked very cheerful and was talkative with all of the customers in her line, even if that slowed down her line. I looked towards the front of my line at the girl my age. I noticed she looked tired and had a slightly annoyed look on her face. She only talked when she had to and used that nice customer voice that was meant to move people along quickly as she tried to hurry through her line as fast as possible. I decided to go to the older lady's line, hopefully to have a nice conversation. I waited about 10 minutes before I finally got to the front of the line. As soon as the lady saw my plant, her face lit up. 
She said, hello, my name is Evelyn, and I just want to say you have great taste. This is one of the best plants to have indoors, especially for this time of year. It is going to bloom so beautifully for you. I said, thank you. It was actually the last one that I found. My name is Celeste. She looked up with a big smile on her face and said, it was definitely meant to be yours. This plant is very special. As you can tell, it only blooms during winter. I find this plant to be magical because of that. I said, that's one of the reasons why I picked it up because it's a very unique plant. She asked, do you like gardening? She slowly started to scan my items that I had in my cart. I said, back at home, me and my mother used to garden quite a bit. She asked, back at home? Are you just visiting for the holidays? I gave a sad little laugh and said, oh, well, this is technically home for me, but my family is back in Nebraska. I moved here recently for a job opportunity. She asked, how are you adjusting to Jacksonville? I said, I am adjusting. You know, it's a little hard in such a big city trying to meet new people. As I tried to hand her my card, she reached out and patted my hand and said, dear, I know exactly what you mean. I have moved quite a few times in my life. It's a journey each time. Gather where the people are with what you enjoy, and I'm sure you'll find others there too. I nodded and said, thank you. She took my card and was finishing up the transaction when she said, you know, this Saturday, I'm actually going to be selling plants at a stall in the thrift market in Silver Water. If you're interested, find me there. I'll be in stall number 182. My granddaughter will be there as well. She's around your age and she loves thrifting. I looked up at her a little surprised, but I was so thankful for the invitation. I definitely had no plans for tomorrow, so I was happy to have something to occupy my time. I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate the offer. I'll definitely check it out tomorrow. I gave her a big smile and she smiled back and said, glad to hear it. You have a good night, okay, Celeste? Drive home safe. I gathered up my items and my little cactus and I said, good night, Evelyn. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you again. We waved goodbye to each other and I headed out the store. I drove back home to plan for the next day to figure out directions and what to wear. I placed the Christmas cactus close to a window so it could get plenty of light. I placed the small succulent beside it as well. I cleaned up my apartment a little, putting away my clothes, washing the dishes, and organized my boxes a little more. I opened up the last box of shoes that I had. I also opened up the small box that held most of my jewelry and accessories. I organized my whole wardrobe, and as I looked around the apartment, I realized I had most of my boxes open. Even though I had a tall tower left, it was really just my hobby stuff and memorabilia left to open. Back at home, my room was overflowing with my stuff. But now that I was in a bigger space, I felt a little empty. It didn't help that the bookshelves were empty waiting to be filled. I shook my head, dispelling my negative emotions. I was glad that I had something to do tomorrow. I smiled, remembering Evelyn's warmth and glad that she had invited me. The next day, I got up early so I could drive over to Silverwater Thrift Market.
It wasn't too far away, about a 20-30 minute drive, although from what I had read online, it was super popular and could get packed very quickly. But of course I was rushing because I always took forever to wake up in the morning. It seemed like it took me a good 15 minutes before I finally shook off the sleepy feeling. As I rushed around getting ready and eating a quick breakfast, a little red spot caught my eye. I looked over at the window where the Christmas cactus was and realized that one of the flowers had bloomed overnight. It was a large flower about three inches long with several petals in the two tiers of the flower. It was a brilliant scarlet red and it almost glowed in the shine of the sun. I touched the flower gently and it was smooth and soft. I took a picture of it to show Evelyn as I knew that she would be excited to see it. I looked at the pictures of my phone checking to make sure they looked nice and well lit. I got a text from my friend Emily that startled me for a second. I was so unused to hearing the text notification sound that I almost forgot what it sounded like. I looked at her text and it said she was sorry that she hadn't texted me sooner, that she had been busy, she had been busy today too. She said that she missed me and that she really wanted to catch up soon, but that she was packed this weekend. She didn't mention that she had been at the bar with all of her friends last night. I knew she liked to keep a busy social life and was constantly going out to brunches or other people's houses to hang out. It was one of the reasons that I appreciated her so much because she always made friends easily. She was pretty much the reason why I had so many friends back at home. I felt a twinge of sadness thinking that maybe now that I was gone, the one thing that held me close to everybody was only Emily. I shook my head to silence those negative voices because I knew that they were my friends as well, not just Emily's, I hoped. My phone chimed again with another text. It was from Emily and she asked if I was gonna be able to fly down to Nebraska after all for Christmas. I had been thinking about flying down but with the cost and work, I wanted to save up a little bit more before I could go, and I couldn't get that amount of time off even if I wanted to. As I thought about what I wanted to reply, I looked at the time and realized I was already running late, and I quickly shoved my stuff into my purse and ran out the door. I made my way over to Silverwater, and the huge parking lot was almost halfway full, and it was barely the morning. I found a spot and quickly made my way inside after I bought my ticket. There were lots of people mingling around, talking to the vendors, already haggling the prices. I went through a few of the aisles of vendors. I saw a variety of sellers. Some sold records or clothes, antique furniture or books. The variety was endless. The air of the market was full of energy and life as people bustled around exploring the items. I decided to make my way over to Evelyn's booth. The cool breeze filtered in through the tents as a welcome respite from the heat. It was about 70 degrees that day, but it felt a lot warmer as the sun shone down brightly on the clear day. Also, with all of the people walking around so tightly packed together, it raised the heat between the booths a good 5 or even 10 degrees higher. I pulled off the light, thin windbreaker that I had on and I tied it around my waist on the top of my black jeans. I pulled down the brim of my cap over my eyes to shield it from the bright sunlight. As I walked over to the tent, I could see that it was filled with different plants hanging off the metal framework that was holding up the canvas tent. The back of the truck was wide open and there were racks of more plants lining the bed of it. 
Sprinkled in between the plants, I could see several large crystals barely sparkling through the leaves. Many of the plants looked familiar as they were very popular succulents and indoor plants. As I approached Evelyn's tent, I could see her from the distance with a see-through tunic that had almost a paisley pattern of flowers printed on it. When she turned around, she was wearing old faded jeans and a fitted tank top. She had on large crystal earrings with a large matching crystal pendant necklace. She spotted me and waved me over to under her tent. She surprised me a little bit by giving me a hug as soon as we were in arm's reach. She patted my shoulder and said, I'm glad that you can make it. I said, I definitely saw a few interesting pieces when I was walking around to find your booth. I didn't even know about this place until you told me, and it's such a large event. Evelyn smiled and nodded and said, there's so many events going on and a lot of them really don't get exposure anymore. It's all sort of handed down from one person to another since it's been going on for so long. That's why I'm such a chatterbox. You never know what little surprise about the city someone might reveal to you. She gave me a very knowing look and smiled heartily. I said, I hope to get some advice about the city life as well. Evelyn said, yes, you will. It's a lovely day for thrifting. It's finally cooled down enough so it's not unbearable under these tents. I said, it is a really nice day. That's one of the perks about living in Jacksonville. I really didn't enjoy the weather back in Nebraska. Even though I lived there my whole life, I just never liked it. It was always way too cold in the winter. It's something that I just never got used to. Evelyn smiled and said, well, I'm glad that you found a place where you feel more comfortable at least. Right now, weather-wise, I'm sure you'll become more acclimated to this place. I heard some shuffling and soft curses coming from the van. A short girl popped out from the van holding a box full of plants. She set them down in the barely available space at the corner of the table. She was shorter than me and looked a little bit younger. She was wearing cut-off fringe shorts with work boots and a large oversized shirt that had some words printed on it that I couldn't quite make out. It was slightly tucked in on the side to help keep it from billowing out everywhere. She walked over to us and Evelyn grasped her into a side hug. She said, this is my granddaughter. She comes out to help me at Silverwater Thrift Market every now and then. I give her a little something, but she mostly comes out over here to look at all the clothes. And as you can see, we both have a very good eye for fashion. The girl extended her hand and I shook it with a warm smile on my face. She introduced herself and said, hi, my name is Brindell, but you can call me Bryn. I said, hi Bryn, my name is Celeste, nice to meet you. She said, my grandma told me a little bit about you and she was really hoping that you would show up. So you moved here recently and would like to get to know Jacksonville a bit more, right? Also, I'm not sure where you're from again. I said, oh, from Nebraska. Bryn had a slightly shocked look on her face and she said, oh, Nebraska. That's quite a bit different from here in Jacksonville. Never met anybody from Nebraska. I laughed and said, yeah, I came from a mid-sized city, which I guess would be considered a really small town compared to Jacksonville, but I didn't live too far away from the bigger cities. It really is very homey, you know everybody. Everybody knows each other, especially there. Bryn said, well, you don't really get a lot of that around here because we're such a big city and you definitely don't get any snow. That's why you'll never catch me dead in a state like that. 
I laughed, but Evelyn squeezed her and reprimanded her in a slightly embarrassed voice. She said, Bryn? Bryn waved her hands and said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to sound like that. I just really hate the cold. Can't stand the snow either. I said, no worries. I was actually telling your grandma that I really don't like the cold either. Bryn nodded and said, that's good because you're definitely going to need to love the heat here. Evelyn started making her way back into the truck and said, You girls go ahead. Go thrift some and enjoy yourselves. I'll handle the booth and come around when you can, okay? Maybe in a couple hours or so. Bryn nodded and said, Thanks. We'll see you later. Me and Bryn both started walking around the thrift market, looking and exploring the different things. We mostly stopped at clothing stalls as Bryn dug around in the piles of clothes and through racks, looking for cool vintage items or things that stood out that were her style. We kept chatting as we walked around. I found out that Bryn was still in college, and she was about two years younger than me. We didn't have similar majors, but we both had similar tastes in music, humor, and some clothing styles, and of course we liked to party. She reminded me of my younger sister. We meshed together really well, bouncing off each other with little jokes and references that we both knew since we had both grown up at the same time. We shared a lot of childhood memories, especially of things we saw on TV. We took a little rest by a food truck after a couple hours. As we were sitting, Bryn asked, would you like to come down to Paradise Bar? I said, Paradise Bar? She said, yeah, it's not too far from my college. I don't think it's too far from you either from what it sounds like. It's a bar that looks like a ship, they have lots of tropical drinks, and they also have some arcade games, and also some regular games like Jenga and a seesaw, which is so much fun to look at all the drunk people trying not to fall off of it. And by people, I mean my friends. I said, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you for inviting me and being so friendly. I really appreciate it. Brain said, yeah, no problem. If I move to a new state, where I knew absolutely nobody, I would definitely be crawling the bars to find some friends. We both laughed. We made our way back over to Evelyn's booth and helped her out for a couple of sales and to give her a break for lunch. Before I left to go back home, Evelyn gave me a little hanging plant. I gave her and Bryn a hug. I was so grateful that I have found such wonderfully nice people after all of these months. I made sure to exchange numbers with Bryn. She said that she would send me the details for the bar tonight. I made my way back home. I put the plant that Evelyn had given me right next to the Christmas cactus. I noticed as I was putting it down, there was another red flower blooming on the cactus. It was just as bright red and as big as the other one. I was surprised that another one had bloomed so quickly right after the first, but I guess that's just how it was with this plant. I heard a chime from my phone and I thought I got a message. I looked excitedly to see if it was from Bryn or Emily, but it was just from my email. As I looked through my phone, I realized that I still hadn't responded to Emily. I was still upset about last night and I didn't really want to hold a grudge. So I made sure to text her and tell her that hopefully we could talk soon, even though I felt like we were drifting away. I lounged around the house for a little bit, waiting for a text from Emily because typically she texted back within 10 minutes or so, but the time went and passed quickly and there was no text from her. I decided that I couldn't wait around for her any longer. I couldn't keep putting off the fact that I didn't want to face the past that I had left because obviously my friends had moved on and I needed to move on from them. 
at least in one way, by taking out all of the junk from my leftover boxes. I started rummaging around and opening up the boxes, taking out different items, such as some picture frames, some random paperweights, other knickknacks, mostly my books. I started shelving them quickly into the bookshelf. I got to a picture of me and Emily, and it was back when we were in college, and both of us were toasting each other for New Year's. It was obvious that we were both drunk by that point, and we were smiling so wide in the picture. I put it down. I couldn't bear to look at it. I checked my phone again to see if maybe I had missed a message, but there were still no messages from anybody. I continued cleaning up to get my mind off of everything. While I was cleaning, Bryn texted me a message about the details and time for the bar. I took the rest of the day, taking out stuff from the boxes and finally putting everything away. As I looked around the apartment, I felt a little bit more homey with the bookshelves finally full and my few knickknacks that I had scattered around on the tables and random places on the countertop. I got ready for the bar. I curled my hair, put some makeup on, made sure to look extra cute. I wanted to make a good first impression and I hadn't dressed up myself in a long time because I mostly went to work then came back home so I didn't really feel like putting in the effort. When I looked at myself in the mirror, I was very happy to see how nice I looked. I made my way down to Paradise Bar that night. When I entered, it was through a metal door that had a huge metal wheel on the front of it to look like the front of a door that you would see on a ship. As I entered into the club, I went around some privacy walls. As I entered, I saw the walls were covered in wood and that there were exposed wooden beams on the ceiling. The ceiling was a little lower than usual. The bar was also made out of carved wood and the light was a bluish tint that gave it almost like an underwater feel. There were barrels and crates as tables and chairs. They also had booths lined up on the side of the walls. It was really cool and there were tons of decorations to make it look like an old wooden ship. In the corner of the room by a large table, I saw Bryn and she walked over to me and introduced me to a large group of people. Bryn introduced me to everybody at the table and I waved at the whole group. Everybody else introduced themselves and at first I was a little bit awkward and I didn't know exactly how to fit in. It was obvious that they had known each other for years and they were really close. But after a while, I really warmed up to the crowd. I finally got into a groove with the group. I told them about Nebraska and they told me about their lives in Jacksonville. We all started having more fun, especially as the drinks started flowing more. I couldn't partake too much since I had to drive home, but it was so much fun to encourage others. They were a lot of fun and easy to talk to. I finally got over my nerves and we all started making jokes and laughing. I felt like I had fallen back into a group with old friends. The same feeling that I had with my friends took over and after that, it was like I had never been a stranger to the group. We all played games, throwing beanbags and darts and also playing Jenga. We were way too loud and crazy. We got some dirty looks, but a lot of people also cheered us on in our antics. I think it helped that we were in the outside part of the bar, so we weren't really taking up too much space inside, especially next to the bar. The best part was playing on the seesaw. By this point, several of the people in the group were super tipsy and it was hilarious seeing them trying to keep their balance while they were on the seesaw. As the night wrapped up and I said my goodbyes, everybody exchanged their info with me and their social media so that way we could keep in contact. Bryn hugged me and said that she had a blast. 
She said that I was a lot more of a party animal than I had let on. I just laughed and said, well, I can't share all of my secrets too quickly. She laughed and we both parted ways for the night. I left feeling warm and included. When I got back home to my apartment, I still had the same buzzing, happy feeling when I saw that there was a package by my door. I picked it up and headed inside. As I entered the apartment, a big blob of red caught my eye. I looked over and I saw that it was the Christmas cactus again and that it was full of flowers. I looked over and counted and there were eight new open flower buds. It was looking beautiful, a bouquet of flowers. The red was overwhelming. It was just beautiful. I realized that the number of flowers was also the number of people at the bar, including Bryn. I was thinking it was a little strange that the number matched so well. I didn't pay too much attention to that and decided to open the package. I realized it was from Nebraska, and as I looked at it, I realized it was from Emily. As soon as I unwrapped the piece from the paper, I realized it was a large picture. In the middle, there was a cardboard cutout of me, and around it were all of my friends back in Nebraska, including my parents in the background. All over the sides of the picture were the signatures of everybody. As I started tearing up, I looked over at the Christmas cactus and some movement was happening. I looked and I could see the flowers blooming right before my eyes in such a quick pace, it was stunning. All the flowers opened up into their bright red dazzling selves. I realized that my fears about before were totally unfounded, that there was nothing to worry about. I still had my friends back at home and I knew I had new friends here for me. Thank you everybody for listening to a Midnight Tale podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this week's story. It's always hard to make new friends and connections, but you know, you just have to give yourself that little push. I have met plenty of people randomly at events or even at a thrift store who are interesting people who are always very willing to talk. You never know where the conversation can lead. And even if the connection is only for a minute or a day, maybe it can hopefully last longer. All you can hope for is that you enjoyed each other's company. Maybe it can lead to a great friendship that way. Let me know down below how you met your best friend or met a friend in a unique way. Also, let me know how you like the story and if you're also a sucker for some happy sappy stories. Anyway, I'm glad that you're all here for this week's story. And this is me, Celeste, signing off until again. I'll see you in your dreams. Bye, everybody.